Hi everyone, I'm Tommy, your host, and welcome on a new episode of the Anxiety Free Podcast. I used to suffer from severe anxiety, and I'm here to share my experience and how I've been able to get through it. So today's episode, uh, we are receiving a new guest, um, and this guest is Tom. Tom is my friend. Tom is my ex-flatmate. Tom it works in marketing. He's also a DJ. And when we live together, uh, we have been experiencing quite a lot of anxiety because that was the lockdown uh, time. And that's something that we've never really talked about together. But I'm very glad he accepted uh, to talk about his anxiety, especially because he has social anxiety. So everyone, please meet Tom. Hello, thanks for having me. Of course, <laughs> pleasure is mine. Um, so yeah, tell us um, about who you are uh, first. Um, cool, so I'm, I'm Tom, the other Tom. <laughs> the other Tom, um, yeah. <laughs> I, um, I'm a media marketing and advertising professional that lives in Sydney, um, been doing that for a long time now um i've been in sydney for quite a while now um i'm in my 30s i'm not going to tell you which end of the spectrum though <laughs> you can guess <laughs> um yeah and a lot of experiences throughout my life um lots of highs lots of lows um lots of learning um Every year that I get older, um, I get wiser, more self-aware. Um, but yeah, social, <laughs> social anxiety. I'm yoga and you, so like uh, <laughs> my fears are going to be fine, I guess. All right. <laughs> yeah. I um, yeah, no, I've experienced um, you know anxiety and social anxiety, as you say. Um, mm-hmm yeah so my first uh, my first question about like um this social anxiety is like when did you feel for your first time anxiety when when did you know it was anxiety um when a therapist told me (laughs) what it was which wasn't um until my um like early 30s um yeah i think um I've experienced it um, looking back throughout life and the different phases of my life, um, you know, early childhood um, through to being a teenager in high school, um, you know, young adulthood and now that I'm in my 30s um, and having been made aware of it by a therapist and having, you know, someone actually tell me that you experience it, um, you know, I can look back my life and go oh okay that's what was going on at that phase of my life and um yeah it's 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 quite interesting to look back and then kind of acknowledge those moments with a different lens with a new understanding and awareness um for what actually it was what you were feeling um so yeah I, i guess i've experienced it through different phases of my life um but now i'm really aware of um those moments when i do feel it when when you went to see your therapist for the first time 
did you go for that reason or by opening up on like traumas and things like that, you found out that you actually had social, social anxiety? Yeah, that's an interesting one. Um, the kind of um, moment where um, things kind of came to a head and um, I had to kind of, you know, go see a doctor. Initially, it was going to see a doctor. Um, I just um, was on a two-week break from work, um, a bit of a staycation situation. Um, I'd been in this company for a few few years and um, held a bit of a leadership position looking after a team. Um, it was high pressure. Um, there was lots of clients that I was working on, lots of work um, and, you know, uh, not enough resources as it, it always is. So I was working myself to bone, working late nights, um, going to the gym afterwards to try and keep my sanity. Um, but it wasn't until I took like that kind of staycation, um, break from work, um, and just kind of was like living like a tourist in my own city, um, that things started to kind of unfold. It started, um, manifesting itself. Um, with my body, I was actually getting sick. It felt like a bit of a flu cold situation. Um, mm -hmm. and, um, there was one night I remember where my mind was racing like crazy. Um, there was this concert, um, for this artist that my mom and my, and me and my mom loved. And it was in, it was on the Gold Coast and it was, you know, on the weekend and I was scrambling to try and think of ways to get up there and coordinate getting my mum to this concert last minute. But this is all happening at 3 a.m. in the morning. And, okay. <laughs> um, yeah, I kind of was just, you know, because of how many thoughts that I was having um, that particular day, my mind was just keeping me up. And I remember um, eventually falling to sleep and waking up all of a sudden at around like it may have been 4.30 in the morning, having a complete, what I, and I didn't know it at the time, but having a complete panic attack and um, just yeah. freaking out um, in my head, I just felt like I died. It was the weirdest sensation. It was, um, it was strange never really felt it before, but it felt, felt like the end, it was the end of the world, um, that I was dying, that, you know, it, it's, it's a weird thing what the mind can do. Um, and yeah. I was shivering. Especially when you, when you don't know what's going to happen. Like, so you're literally thinking that you're dying at the moment. Yeah. It's pretty scary. It's pretty scary. And I remember just eventually calming down a little bit, you know, managed to talk some sense into myself and go, actually, you're not dying. I don't know what this sensation is, but you're not dying. And at the time I was like coughing and, you know, I had all the symptoms of a cold and flu. Um, and I was thinking, God, I just, I just need to get some sleep. I, I'm so tired. I need to get some sleep, but my mind was just keeping me up. Anyway, um, it got to, um, I don't know, about seven or eight in the morning and I was looking up doctors it might have been, I think it was like maybe a Wednesday or Thursday. So I was looking for what doctors were available. Um, mm -hmm. Found one, managed to get an appointment um, that morning. I think it was 9.30. I was at the doctor's and and she's like, oh, what, what can I do for you? And I'm like, oh, I think I'm, you know, uh, 
you know, I've got a cold and flu. I feel really kind of sick and tired and, um, and I've just had the worst night's sleep. I woke up in a bit of a panic and, and you know, she's like, oh, you know, we can look at all those kind of, um, you know, symptoms that you're having. Um, and I'm shortening the conversation here, but she was, she looked at me and kind of said, are, are you okay? And I was like, I broke down and started crying and okay. it was the weirdest, strangest moment. Like it all kind of, um, you know, came out and she was asking me all the kind of, um, you know, those really hard questions about, you know, have you ever um, thought about taking your life, all that stuff. And it was the first time I said it out loud that, Yes, I have had those thoughts. Mm. Um, they were very... That was... I felt like that was a, a, an easy diagnosis for your GP. <laughs> yeah. Because when I, when I went to the pharmacies the first time, I was like, I don't know what happened. And when she asked me if I was stressed or anxious, I was like, no, I don't think so. No, I'm okay. I just had a big weekend. I don't understand. Yeah. But for you, like, it was just a, like an easy one. For, yeah. For your GP, I guess. Yeah. Um, and she was just like, look, we can treat what's going on with you from a physical sense, but um, what I'm recommending is that you, you go and talk to a professional and, you know, speak to a therapist. Um, mm -hmm. And I was like, okay, cool. Like I, I've got a pretty open mind when it comes to things. So um, I was like, what harm can it do? I'm, you know, let's do it. So um she referred me to one in bondi junction and i started some pretty intense therapy um and it was through those mm -hmm. sessions you know we talked about everything from love life to work mm -hmm. to um you yeah. know body image mm -hmm. to um confidence to um what else like self-esteem and kind of really started to unpack what was going on in my mind and you know and that's when a lot of the um you know you know the the diagnosis and you know the you, you experience anxiety and, and in, in this in these different kind of scenarios and um you know we've just got to get you operating at a, a really you know calm sustainable level and manage your energy and the way you think and see yourself and all this stuff. And there was a lot, but yeah. we, we, I could go on and on, but <laughs> we have limited time. <laughs> um, how your understanding of um, your anxiety evolved uh, and how have you been able to manage it? Yeah. Um, my understanding um, has evolved to a point of just heightened awareness of um, the way I'm feeling in certain moments, certain social settings or soon-to-be social settings or, you know, events um, and kind of being able to just be aware of um, that, that feeling that I get um, because once you kind of have that awareness about yourself and you understand what's going on from the inside, um, you can, you know, catch those moments and be able to kind of um, deal with them. So you can detach yourself from what you, from what yeah, you're feeling. Compartmentalize, detach, or, um, you know, or go through the feeling, um, but also, you know, mm -hmm. deploy some techniques um, 
for coping and you know managing it yeah 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 i, I definitely know, know um what, what what you mean like it took me couple months couple years to actually find out like what are what were the good practices to cope with my uh anxiety and it was it was quite tough because no one really tell you what to do even when you see your therapist like they didn't give you like the tricks to really manage your anxiety in your daily life that could be sometimes complicated and um I, w I was wondering because um, does your social anxiety has been stronger um, for you in the last few years? Not that you knew about it. <laughs> or, um, um, do you know? You know? You know what I mean? Like sometimes when you when you know something's happening to you, you you feeling like, oh, okay, this is social anxiety, and um, and it and it really triggers you. Um, time. I think. Um, I've gone through phases. Um, like I've had a few kind of um, phases of therapy um, over the last kind of um, six or seven years um, and for different kind of scenarios and reasons and traumas and all that. Um, uh, but, yeah, I think it's, it's always sort of there. It can crop up out of nowhere sometimes. Um, but sometimes it's like a little bit more elevated. Sometimes it's just non-existent and you kind of, you're, you're fine. So I think um, COVID yep. has definitely had something to do with it. Um, being cooped up inside for a few years in and out of lockdown. Um, yep. Oh, we yeah, together, I know. We together you moved in. That's for, uh, just um, for the first time. Yeah. God, it was like maybe two or three months before we went into lockdown. Thank God we got along. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Well, thank God we got along because like we were yeah. literally stuck together 24 seven. Yeah. And we were even doing workout together. So no, that was, it was actually a really yeah. fun time to discuss the <laughs> lockdown, even though I was interested yeah. and, and everything, but I had a good memory of this. Yeah. Lockdown. Yeah. I think um, it was a little bit of a novelty, um, but also, um, yeah. you know, being aware of um, what could possibly happen when you go into lockdown and the kind of um, concerns that you can you have, um, you know, me having a little bit of awareness, I kind of, I made a conscious effort to kind of, you know, have some rituals and practices um, when we were in lockdown to help us uh, keep our minds mm -hmm. healthy and, and not let kind of the anxiety creep in too much and take a hold so yeah that kind of state of awareness definitely helped us through that time um coming out of covid um yeah and reintegrating back into social scenarios into our you know little gay scene of sydney um seeing people in person you know <laughs> for the first time in ages yeah. that definitely um you know that's that was something that would have um that definitely caused a little bit of social anxiety um knowing that was happening um and having to deal with that yeah. so yeah it comes in waves and phases depending on what's going on in life and obviously we've just gone through a massive bloody um shake up of the world with covid so yeah yeah
How did it show in your life your um, social anxiety? Like even talking about COVID, because um, I know like we went back into the normal world uh, or normal life by stages. Mm. I remember like you didn't rush to go into a club or uh, something something like that. Rather, I was one of the first. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, but um yeah, how is your social anxiety like? How does it show in in the in your life? Um, it's shown up in a diff a few different ways throughout my life, um, past and present. Um, I think there's a few different lenses I can put on um, my experience um, in life, and um, there's a, a race lens um, and a gay lens. So <laughs> we've got two different lenses that are kind of themed throughout <laughs> my life. The race lens was, um, you know, looking back in retrospect, um, my experience of living in a predominantly white um, country town on the South Coast, um, Barrie, which is a beautiful place, but going to school in mm -hmm. Nowra, um, where my school was predominantly white, um, you know, the race kind of thing um, played into it in particular uh, in with, um, you know, my younger years, um, that was very, very noticeable that you were different um, and people treated you mm -hmm. different. Um, so the anxiety used to show up in, you know, now looking at my past life and diagnosing it, um, it used to show up. What's, what's, uh, just for the people that um, are not watching this video right now, but um, what's your origins? Oh, okay. So I'm half uh, Filipino. My mom's Filipino and my mm -hmm. dad is Aussie. So I was like mixed race, um, very much caught between two different um, cultures, um, you know, navigating yeah. um, life, you know, you know, relatively country town on the south coast Barrie's beautiful by the way if you ever go it's gorgeous and i you know <laughs> um places like jervis bay himes beach um yeah. <laughs> that's where I, that was my old stomping ground i took that for granted a little bit but anyway that's a different story um but yeah going um you know to these schools where it was predominantly white you know and you were noticeably different um you start to, you know, form some, you know, opinions of yourself, um, perceptions of yourself, which you know, comes out in your behavior and everything. So, um, you know, knowing that you were different, showing up to school where you just by showing up and who you were, um, you were always going to be wondering, okay, is someone going to pick on you for the way you look, um, you know, mm -hmm. and, accept you for who you are or they're going to treat you different um so that it used to show up um throughout you know primary school and high school in that kind of way the gay thing that has been around since even though i didn't come out in high school people knew and already could sense um and already would treat you different and you know part of you also knew um there was something different about you um, and you'd have anxiety around um, you know, going to school every day. Um, are you going to get bullied? Are you going to get picked on? Are you, you know, going to have to <laughs> go into the gym, change room for PT um, this 
<laughs> this one particular day um, and and deal with you know potential comments that you know oh you're a perv or you're looking at me or you know those kind of um, locker room um, comments. Um, so that kind of gay lens is also obviously predominantly <laughs> shown itself up later on in life too. Um, that followed me around, that experience in high school and all the kind of impacts that other people had on me followed me around later on in life. It stopped yeah. me from, you know, telling people I was, I would buy, I was buy at the time, buy now, gay leader. I would be too afraid to tell people that I'd meet at work, um, at uni, mm -hmm. um, you know, in my younger adulthood, um, you know, who I was, um, because I was too scared of what I might think. Um, the anxiety was coming out, like telling people who you are, causing anxiety is crazy, right? You, this feeling of having to hide, um, you know, that also extended to, you know, my, my parents as well, you know, when they didn't know um, my sexuality. Um, so, yeah, I think... Um, <laughs> High school is is definitely a um, a challenging time for some. I'm not sure what it's like now. I believe it's a little bit more progressive, and a lot of there's a lot more support uh -huh. given to you know these kids mm. going through um, school. But yeah, we've been talking about this trauma. Mm -hmm. Now that you know that it's a, a trauma, and then you've been dealing with your therapist about it. Mm -hmm. um, the fact that you worked on it, uh, did that make you change the your anxiety level? Yes. Short answer, yes. Um, yeah, I think therapy is a powerful thing um, because, you know, in essence, it is just, um, you know, talking to someone about anything and everything in a safe space without judgment, without mm -hmm. shame, um, you know, and it enables you to talk about things, um, you know, you normally wouldn't talk to, you know, in your close circle of family and friends, you know. Um, there's always the kind of added layer of, oh, what are they going to think, my friend, you know, how are they going to see me after this? You know, therapy is just that kind of safe space where you can talk about anything and everything and you know obviously as a trained professional their you know their goal is to kind of help you unpack and you know bring to the surface things that might have been in your unconsciousness that you didn't know that you were doing behaviors and patterns in your life that you would you know that are coming out because yeah. of things like anxiety and you know trauma so um yeah uh, I'm all for therapy. <laughs> and even like uh, uh, sometimes I say like I'm quite an open book. I can talk about like many, many of my problems and even on a first date, which, which is a bit, which I shouldn't do really. But anyway, um, it's, um, <laughs> you know, like I'm, mm. I'm, I'm always talking like, like an open book and, uh, and I'm like, why should I go and see a therapist? Because um, I Everyone knows everything about me, oh, 100%. And, I, and I talk a lot. But in fact, like the way the therapists are working on you, just is just very different, and then help you to link things between one another and uh, and accept it. Because 
some of the things of the past you can't deal with it you can just accept it uh you can't erase it from your memory like that will never happen no so, no yeah, that's i think true. a therapist has a really, been really worth there. it yeah i yeah the best money ever spent um, oh, that's a lot of money and a hundred percent has had uh <laughs> she's she's got shoes um <laughs> now you have um, money shoes <laughs> got a long list of them um <laughs> i yeah no i i highly recommend mm-hmm. it um and also just to kind of point out um it is another person that you're forming uh, connection and relationship and rapport with so finding one that you vibe with that kind of um, you know you feel that click is is important I've, I've been lucky in that sense that you know the people that I have seen um, it's just kind of gone click and um, I've never felt uncomfortable mm-hmm. um, you know opening up um, you know sometimes very enthusiastic to go to I know. Going, yes that's what trauma can we unpack today <laughs> um <laughs> you know how can i grow i felt this um, all the time <laughs> yeah yeah and to be like to your point around you know being an open book um yeah that therapists are trained in to be able to really go deep and draw out you know links to you know behaviors that you're exhibiting now to you know all you know any kind of moments or traumas all the way back to your early childhood which is pretty crazy i love when they say and they ask that question tell tell me about your childhood and i'm just like what's your relationship and daddy (laughs) and i'm just like ah Okay, I th- I'm here because I'm having trouble at work. Why are we talking about mum and dad? I'm like, but it all kind of, you know, it reveals yeah. itself. Like they get to know you and your experience. So to help help you. Is a therapy the only thing you tried to heal your anxiety or have you tried some weird stuff? Um, I've tried a few different things mm-hmm. <laughs> um you know consciously tried things and um did things without knowing that <laughs> it was gonna help um uh, okay so i loved um doing um what are they the sensory deprivation tank the float tanks yeah when they you're lying in a um you know a, a tank oh yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, and it's covered and it's dark and the water is like literally, you know, filled with magnesium and salts to help you float, which is great for your body and relaxation. But um, it also, it's an environment and, it, you know, that allows your mind to process a lot of thoughts. Um, you know, you kind of, the idea is that you go in there and whatever you start thinking of, just let it flow. Mm-hmm. Because eventually you get to a state of like calm and presence where nothing is going through your mind. And it's like this way of, you know, um, dealing with anxiety, social anxiety, um, stress. Um, It also fuels creativity as well. So um, there's super, um, there's lots of benefits. And also the magnesium for your body, helping you relax. You know, that whole experience I found that was pretty great as well. Um, for dealing with yeah. I, I used to take some magnesium when i uh, when i had anxiety like that was one of my the first um mm. 
medication i'd say that, that, that I took yeah for it's, it's i mean it's it's yep. a it's a great thing to take you know on a daily i do it after every uh workout and before bed because it does help you relax the mind and body um and helps you kind of um heal mm -hmm. and um repair um but yeah just it's a great supplement highly recommend magnesium um other kind of stuff that i've tried um some of it is quite basic um if i'm stressed out feeling any kind of anxiety social anxiety i um do breathing exercises that's one thing where you just kind of focus on your breathing yep. and take 10 deep breaths in and out and listen to your, um, you know, the air go in and out. Um, that in itself is super powerful. It's so basic, but also, uh, obviously meditation, everyone talks about meditation. Um, but it, sometimes it's hard to practice to sit still <laughs> for 15 minutes and 30 minutes or however long you meditate yeah. and just kind of, you know, um, practice, obviously you've got guided medication, uh, guided medication. <laughs> guided medi meditations meditation um, but even for me i'm just like ah the idea of doing med meditation stresses and stresses me out and causes anxiety it's the weirdest thing yeah it's 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 very weird because you're like well i need to take some times for myself and even though at the end you know you know it's going to be like you're going to be at peace you're going to be relaxed but just the fact that you need to uh um, sit down re uh, relax and then yeah. take some time so for yourself yeah, sorry it just makes you counterproductive counter or what i said like i said in a previous episode that the best thing for me was to um, go out of gym yep. and do like an intense workout yep. just like a Barry's boot camp but in the first 10 minutes I would be very very anxious because obviously mm. my heart's racing blah blah but then after a few minutes I'm feeling so yep. good I'm feeling I'm feeling all yeah. right and I forgot yeah, about my yeah, anxiety yeah. for it's like a couple the idea hours of <laughs> you're about to do intense um you know put your body through an intense workout can give you anxiety getting to barriers is, can be anxiety um uh, can cause anxiety um uh, but yeah as a kind of practice itself exercise um keeping um a regular exercise routine going to the gym whatever it is you do boxing yoga pilates um barry's <laughs> i'm yet to step foot in a barry's it still freaks me out the idea yeah. of what they put you through um <laughs> high intensity uh, i'm not see. built for high intensity <laughs> workouts um but yeah exercise is um i it's a godsend it's changed my life um you know and um in so many different ways um but and body yeah <laughs> and body um but the other thing that i was going to mention um around meditation yeah it doesn't need to be a sit still it can be as simple as your walk to work um listening to your um favorite spotify playlist or artist um and practicing mindfulness um, and being present in that moment, um, you know, when, when you're walking to work and my psychic, um, she'd ask me, um, do I practice, um, uh, meditation? I'd be like, Oh, not in the way. You, yeah, not really. I don't think so. Um, and she's like, well, how do you, 
you know, tell me about your life. I'm like, oh, you know, get up, go to work, go, go walk. That is kind of like my moment. My 30 minutes between home and um, work is sort of my moment to decompress and get ready for what's about to come. And I put my um, yeah, headphones in. And she said to me, you know, that is a form of meditation too. And I'm like, oh, okay. So I do meditate. That's great. Okay. I manage my um, stress and anxiety levels. Um, fantastic. Um, but, but yeah, no, those are yeah. sort of like some of the techniques. Accidentally had kinesiology once, not knowing. I had a um, PT friend who was like, yeah, I just studied this kinesiology course. Do you want to like, you know, can I try it out on you? And I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I had no idea what the hell it was at the time. I, I went over to their place and they started doing the taps on the, um, on the elbows and getting to seeing what your reaction is. And they'd ask you a question and it was totally weird by the end of it. She's like, okay, so from what I can tell from your body and what it's telling me, um, you're not talking to your dad right now. There's something you're holding back and you're hiding. And I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> I'm like, I didn't sign up for this. This is like <laughs> a little bit of therapy, but okay, cool. Um, oh, okay. Yeah, you're right. Um, I need to try this yeah, out. Sure. That was that was also a fun. For the last question um, that I have for you, do you have any advice for uh, the people living with um, social anxiety, just like you have? Uh, maybe some like tips uh and how you learn to live um, with it i definitely have some advice for um anyone who's not aware that they have um anxiety you know based on my experience um i just think go to therapy um if you're feeling stressed um you know life feels hard um you feel like there's problems going on in your life and it's coming out in behavior you you um you're noticing um you're stopping um yourself from doing things um procrastinating too much um not going to social events your therapy it's so powerful um i've got this kind of new mindset when it comes to um, mental health um you know dealing with stress anxiety and and whatnot um it's don't wait for things to get bad um you know be proactive about your mental health um and and if you are feeling um any kind of way that you know suggests that you might be an anxious person um you know don't mm. wait till it gets too bad it's also a, a journey of finding out what works for you there's no kind of this will yeah. fix everything um for a lot of people, some mm -hmm. sometimes therapy might not actually be that, you know, the format and mode for them. Um, it could be something else. It could be going to boxing and releasing, um, you know, stress and anger in that physical form um, to kind of yeah. to manage stress levels and anxiety levels. Um, yeah, I think there's, you know, so many different treatments um, and things, therapies out there um that can help i think it's just don't wait don't wait for it to get bad thanks for um being one of my first guests the first uh, guest Tom, i am I, the first guest <laughs> I'm, I'm i'm very happy because uh this is not the kind of thing that you 
would actually talk to to your friend the way the way you feel and um you know when i started to do this podcast i was like oh i'm just going to talk about uh me and and then like there's actually you were one of the first people reach out to me and say but i want to talk about me too and um i think that's 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 really good and and i hope that there's going to be more and more people uh, that's going to be interested to do the same so yeah. thank you You're welcome and see i'll you see you next time, time. So that's it for today's episode. I hope it gave you a bit more hope and strength to overcome anxiety, just like I did. Don't forget you're not alone in this life challenge. Once again, I'm here to talk about my own experience. I'm not providing medical advice, just support. So if you need help, please refer to a doctor or a therapist. I would love to reply to your questions in my future episodes. So please reach out on my socials or my email tomgram with 3a at gmail.com. You can subscribe to my podcast to help me grow, but also to make sure you won't miss the next episode. See you next week. Bye.